Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that you guys have decided to tune in to listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. This episode is actually coming out the week of Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's so crazy because um, a lot of people they this is like the holiday season right so a lot of people they just skip right over from halloween to christmas and i'm like no 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 thanksgiving is definitely a holiday uh put some respect with a q on thanksgiving's name <laughs> but happy thanksgiving everyone i hope everyone has an amazing time um, with their family and friends and everyone is safe while they're traveling to their respective destinations as always, please be sure to check out at the Movie Bugle on my Instagram page and also check out at the Movie Bugle on my Twitter page. The Movie Bugle is available all over the internet. I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google, I'm on Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. So thank you guys again so much for tuning in and let's get started. So on this episode, I wanted to talk about the movie King Richard, but before I get there, I'm going to talk about some other topics as well. I've been sort of adapting this new style of, I guess, releasing content to you guys. I wanted to get more into releasing like movie news and other things that interest me and not always keep it to like a particular subject. Especially if, like, for example, you haven't seen King Richard yet, but you still wanted to tune into the podcast, you know, I'm going to go over a few topics beforehand. And they could be, they're just random topics that I just seen throughout the week and, you know, um, that interests me. So we're going to talk about a few things and then we'll get into um, a spoiler free. There's not a lot of spoilers that I'm going to be dropping for King Richard, but I want to go ahead and get started with topic number one. So, Topic number one, we have Black Panther's Wakanda Forever production gets delayed until January 2022 due to Letitia Wright's injury. So I talked about Black Panther Wakanda Forever a little bit ago on another episode. I think it was just talking about like what's coming next and everything like that. Well, um, Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri on the in the movie, she got hurt in one of the filming locations um, in the past month or so. And so they had to shut down production temporarily. They did say that she wasn't injured, you know, severely or anything like that, but she needed some time to recover. Well, I guess that they are going to go ahead and give her some more time to recover so they can start full production back again in January of 2022. They were filming in Boston when this happened. So I'm I'm curious to see what's supposed to, you know, what they were filming. I know just based off of some set leaks and some set photos and stuff like that, you know, the nature of them being up there. But obviously, you know, everything is not going to be released to the public. So I am very curious. Now, rumor has it that Shiri is supposed to be taking up the mantle of Black Panther following Chav and Bozen's passing um, and T'Challa. You know, as of right now, Marvel is saying that they're not going to recast the role of T'Challa. I know there's a lot of backlash against that, you know, from people within the community, the black community and just, you know, Marvel fans. You know, they want to see the story of T'Challa being retold and um, or continued, I should say, you know, the legacy is beyond one man. Um, for that character so i don't definitely understand that but for now we are getting you know a sherry led black panther movie so hopefully 
she's recovering up really really well um she does reside in london so hopefully um she can get her rest throughout the holidays and they can start production again as soon as possible we haven't seen anything from black panther uh, wakanda forever yet which is which is okay i think in normal advertising before covid we would have seen maybe like a teaser or some type of poster or something but they're sort of like honing down on the advertisement to sticking like sticking to the just within a couple of months of when the movie is being released and especially with marvel because everything is like a continuous story before we get to black panther wakanda forever we have you know the spider-man far from home which is coming out next month and then we have doctor strange and multiverse of madness which is coming out of may of 2022 then we have thor love and thunder which is coming out july of 2022 and then black panther wakanda forever in november of 2022 so we literally have see one two three movies before we get to black panther i don't really see us getting anything as far as like a trailer until we get something for black Pan sorry for dr strange and also thor love and thunder so that could be that could be summer of 2022 before we get our first trailer first look so they still have some time to get things done you know they can release a trailer and still be on production for it so you know Letitia, you know get well uh rest up and um hopefully we can see you back on production in january of 2022 for black Th black panther wakanda forever <laughs> i don't know why i'm getting tongue-tied but let's move on to topic number two so topic number two hbo max is reuniting the original cast from the harry potter and the sorcerer's stone for a reunion special warner brothers and hbo max announced this news on 11 16 exactly 20 years since the first movie had came out they expected to, uh, to appear at HBO Max midnight January 1st of 2022 so I think this is really interesting because you know Harry Potter I, I, I talk about franchises a little bit and Disney has a lot of IPs that people recognize you know obviously they have Pixar they have the Marvel franchise they have Star Wars and Lucasfilm over there and now that they have Fox they have inquired you know such franchises like you know indiana jones well indiana jones was already lucasfilm but they have predator now they have alien you know so they have a lot of different franchises and stuff over there warner brothers has a lot if not even more you know than disney you know i i don't know if it's even more but they do have a lot and i think that they don't lean on their ips to build up their fan base you know warner brothers their streaming platform is hbo max and they have a little they have a lot of great content over there but they're having trouble bringing subscription well subscribers to their to their platform and i'm not sure why other than the price point i know that the price point is about 14.99 uh or if you have cable subscription with your cable provider you can get hbo max with your cable and it'll be included with that so i'm not sure why the numbers is not up to where like maybe disney plus is netflix has the number one right now and that's because netflix has also been in the game the longest you know before streaming was a thing and everyone was doing you know movie theaters to dvds and premium video on the van or as you know we like to call it pvod you know it, it was just netflix and they were the only ones lone wolves out there just trying to get content to their platform and now netflix has built up enough of a library or a big enough studio to produce their own content so they have the biggest you know subscriptions 
Uh, well, sus- yeah, subscriptions. I, I was about to say subscribers, but subscriptions, I, I guess. Anyways, you know what I'm trying to say. I think the last time they released their numbers, it was over 200 million worldwide, which is crazy to me. Now, that's just people who have active accounts. That's not talking about people who are sharing passwords or anything like that. So we're talking well over maybe 500 million people tuning into Netflix on a continuous basis. Disney, I think, is number two with... I think the last time they, did, they talked about their reports, it was over a hundred million, but Disney is getting there fast because they've only been around for two years. HBO max has been around for maybe a solid year, maybe a solid year. I know it came out last year. I, I don't quote me on that. Yeah. I think it did come out last year. Um, and, uh, but they've been doing, you know, really good. I know that they released all of their 2021 movie slates that was supposed to come out in theaters simultaneously on HBO Max. And I have to say that even though that's great for the consumer, I don't know if that was the best business decision for the company because you know, they're losing a lot of money. There was a lot of good movies that came out this year from Warner Brothers that could have made a lot more money if it was just in theaters by itself. But anyways, Harry Potter. So Harry Potter is a big franchise for, you know, Warner Brothers. You know, I love all the movies. I've been to the the Hogwarts inside of Orlando. I've seen a glimpse of it over here in Hollywood at Universal. I love Diagon Alley. I love the property itself. You know, it's actually kind of funny. So my favorite, my favorite out of all eight is the fourth one, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And I think the reason why is because that one is where I want to say the story sort of turned and became more serious. You know, you have the Sorcerer Stone, which is, you know, the reason why they're coming with the special and bringing everyone. But I'm pretty sure they're going to talk about all of it. Just the culmination of everything and like how these actors, you know, they started off young and grew up on set in front of everyone and everything like that. But anyways. You have Sorcerer Stone, um, you have Chamber of Secrets, and you have uh, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban came out. I would say the first two were definitely they said they had serious you know tones to it just because of stuff, but it was more family friendly, uh, a little bit more child oriented, just because the main actors were super young. I would say Prisoner of Azkaban is you know it starts to get a little bit okay you know that we're taking on some stuff here but I definitely feel like the Goblet of Fire especially the the very ending of the movie um if you haven't seen Harry Potter I don't know what to tell you (laughs) but if the very ending of the movie just the the turn of events was like whoa I, I I remember I had seen movies here and there just growing up but I never like really invested into it right before until right before the last one came out. Um, I read a few of the books, but that was maybe it. But anyways, I binge watched all of them in order before the last movie came out in theaters because I just wanted to be up to date and caught up. And I remember watching Goblet of Fire and I was like, oh, snap. Oh, this is this is a real thing now. Like this is a, a whole story. This is a whole. Wow, this is kind of dark. Wow. And then you have order of the phoenix that came out in the fifth one and that one just took you know the events of that played out in the fourth one onto another level and it just sort of built upon it there and by the time you get to you know deathly hallows part one and part two it's a very dark serious movie 
um, that you're super invested in because you've been following these characters for the past, you know, six or seven years. If you read the books, I know it goes deeper into the mythology and the characters and, you know, the different houses and stuff. So I would say arguably, uh, I better say arguably, I think it's arguably. Anyways, y'all know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I can't talk this morning. But anyways, um, I would say that Harry Potter is probably one of Warner Brothers' biggest franchises. And they should definitely lean into it a little bit more. So I'm super excited that they have a special coming up. I'm definitely going to watch it. I think it's kind of interesting that they are kicking off the, the new year with this. And um, it's like I said, dropping at midnight in January 1st. So it's going to be right there. And Warner Brothers has been doing really good with their other specials. They just had a friend special earlier this year. They're about to bring back Sex in the City. I talked about that on another episode previous weeks. So be sure to look out for the special for Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone coming to HBO Max January 1st of 2022. Topic number three, I mentioned earlier in this episode that this is Thanksgiving week. So what do you guys plan on doing? What do you guys plan on watching? Besides when you guys are done stuffing your face with all the different foods, hopefully it has seasoning, you know, hopefully, you know, my roommate would say, if it ain't sneeze, if you ain't sneezing, it ain't seasoned. (laughs) Shout out to Kiki Grace. She does all the music for the Movie Bugle podcast. But anyways. What are you guys watching after you guys are done eating? There's a lot of things coming out over this past weekend and this upcoming weekend. Some of the things that I highlighted that's coming out, Tick, Tick, Boom, um, is a story about Jonathan Larson, the guy who wrote the, the play Rent, um, one of my favorite musicals of all time. So I'm super excited about that. Bruised is the movie that's coming out on Netflix. Oh, by the way, Tick, Tick, Boom was in theaters for about a week. And then now it's on um, Netflix. So if you have a Netflix account, definitely check out Tick, Tick, Boom. Another movie that's coming to Netflix is called Bruised. And that's with Halle Berry. Um, I believe this is directed by Halle Berry. I know she's also starring in the title role as well, but she's an MMA fighter or ex MMA fighter who's trying to regain back her name and everything like that. Super excited about that. They just released the soundtrack. I haven't listened to it yet, but I know Cardi B is on it, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Harry, uh, Halle Berry and, you know, she's definitely made her staple within and within Hollywood. So I'm super excited about that. And Kanto, which is going to theaters only for 30 days and then right before christmas it will be on disney plus available to all subscription uh, all subscribers but Encantos is the disney movie um limo miranda is a part of the project i'm pretty sure he helped write the music for it uh, but he did not direct it and i wouldn't be surprised if he has a small voice cameo in it as well but the trailer looks really really cute um i really like that it's like a magical house and you know it's the culture is like um columbia so it it looks a lot of fun so if you guys are willing to go to the theaters this weekend with your family and you want to go see something family friendly and kanto would definitely be something for you to check out another movie i'm really excited for is called the unforgivable it comes out in theaters on november 24th and then it hits oh sorry um netflix on on December 10th 
It has Sandra Bullock, John Berthold, and Viola Davis in it. And pretty much the quick synopsis is basically a woman is released from prison after serving a sentence for a violent crime and re-enters society that refuses to forgive her past. Now, you know, I'm a stand for Viola Davis. I'm also a stand for Sandra Bullock. And honestly, I'm a stand for John Berthold too. I think all three are phenomenal actors and actresses. And I saw a, a mini clip of the trailer and anytime Viola Davis, Viola Davis has snot running out her nose, you already know it's going to be a good scene. She was over here yelling at Miss Sandra Bullock. I'm here for all of it. I think it was super amazing. I don't know the overall premise of, you know, what the story is about. I don't know if it's based on a true story. I don't know any details about it. But if you're looking for something, you know, a little bit more dramatic with some good acting on it, check out unforgivable like i said it is in theaters this week but it will hit uh, netflix as of december 10th and then the last movie i wanted to bring up which leads into topic number four is king richard so topic number four king richard King Richard stars Will Smith and it follows the story of Venus and Serena Williams as they train to become the best um, tennis players in the world. And it pretty much takes place when Venus and Serena is between the ages of like 10 and 16. It's like in that area. And I learned a lot from this movie. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give my overall opinion about the movie. I'll talk about some of like the more lighter things in the movie. I don't want to give too many spoilers because i definitely want everyone to to check this movie out and then also give praise to will smith you know on the tail end before we wrap up this podcast so anyways i love king richard you know i i'm doing a um uh well i've been doing it every year for maybe like the past five years i'll keep a track of all the movies that i've watched brand new movies that i've watched in the year because i also go back and watch movies that i love and i've seen before many a times but any movies that i've seen that comes out in that year i always keep track of it and i put out like a top 10 list at the beginning of the following year just to sort of do like a recap this year so far i'm at 37 movies to date between theaters and all the different streaming platforms and stuff like that and the list for my top 10 movies is getting com quite competitive and we still have a few movies coming out this year um that also could make the list as well i have no doubt in my mind that spider-man no way home is going to be my number one movie of the year for biased reasons but if i had to you know remove that one out of the equation king richard would definitely be up there i feel like it was so i'm not a i'm not a big sports person just in general um like i don't i don't play any sports i don't usually watch sports you know i'll watch the major things it's funny because i live over here in la and one of the biggest sports teams over here is the la dodgers and i can't even lie i did get invested in you know the world series when they were a part of it so but other than that, usually if I watch sports, like I'll, I always watch the Super Bowl. I may watch like the finals in basketball. You know, I love the Olympics, but I watch them because they're like a, a worldwide event or it's like a big, a big deal. So I'll watch it for the appeal of that, not necessarily being a super invested. Like I don't have a team or anything like that. However, comma, 
for some reason, I love sports movies. I love the message they bring. One of my favorite movies of all time is Remember the um, Titans with Denzel Washington. I think that there's so many messages and themes and, you know, just different things you can learn from sports movies. And I guess that's the reason why people, you know, are attracted to it in real life. That's just not my my cup of tea. No tea, no shade. But anyways, um, this movie is following like Venus and Serena Williams. And I think that it is super amazing. I think Will Smith does an amazing job, you know, playing, you know, their father, uh, Richard Williams. And there was a few times where his ambition for his two girls reminded me of Joe Jackson. And what I mean by that is if you go back, if you ever seen, you know, the Jackson dream, the American, um, you know, the Jackson five, there was certain there were certain times that you would watch the movie and, you know, Joe Jackson, the father was so ambitious about wanting his kids to be out of the street. And he knew that they were going to become superstars. He knew they were going to become famous to the point where other people called him crazy his you know his own wife was like you're pushing these boys too hard he was really hard on him i'm not taking away anything of that i'm just talking about the ambition part you know i would say that obviously king richard doesn't portray you know venus and serena venus and serena father the same way in the sense of like you know being hard on the kids but he does push them really really hard um but they have a lot of respect for their father but a lot of things that I didn't I didn't know about them, I learned in this movie. They didn't really get into their adulthood at all. It was mainly um, it was mainly about, like I said, between them, uh, the ages of 10 and 16 years old. Between the two of them, they focused more on Venus's you know tournaments and stuff like that versus um serena because serena was i guess younger but they do hint at certain things with serena as well they do talk about both of them but i think it's an amazing movie um i definitely feel like will smith has a chance of being best actor nominated um i think i don't I don't know of any too many too many other movies. Well, I guess well, I don't know if Judas and the Black Messiah can be considered because it came out earlier this year. Um, what Daniel Kaluuya, um, but playing Fred Hampton, but definitely Will Smith is going to be on that ticket. If he's not, I feel like he's going to be robbed. I don't know if he's ever won an Oscar before. I know he may have been nominated a few times, but I don't know if he's officially won anything yet. I'll have to check my, uh, the internet to see, but you know, I want to, I want to give props and love to Will Smith a little bit as well, because Will Smith, I would say without a doubt, is probably one of my favorite actors out there. He, he does have some hit and misses with his movies, but I feel like Will Smith is probably one of the last movie stars that we have in Hollywood. I think we're getting beyond the movie star, you know, phase, you know, back in the day, they used to cast people in movies and promote them as being a movie star. You know, we had Tom Cruise and, you know, Will Smith. I would say even like uh, Denzel Washington, if you knew they were a part of it, you know, if you knew people would go to the movies. I would even say even on a sense of like directors, like Steven Spielberg is a movie star director where no matter what he puts out, people are going to go see it because of the name that's attached to the project. I think Will Smith is also the same way, but Will Smith has also blazed his way through Hollywood and created an own lane for himself that has to be respected. 
I'm tired of giving flowers to people when they're in the ground. I want to give flowers to people while they're above the ground. And I definitely want to commend Will Smith for his portrayal of their father in this movie. Some of my favorite things that Will Smith has ever done, obviously Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, you can never go wrong with that. Um, there was an HBO, I think it came out this year, the HBO Max special where they brought back, you know, everyone from Fresh Prince. And um, they even had the reunion of the old Aunt Viv um, and Will Smith and just talking about what happened, the fallout that happened between them. And, you know, they brought, you know, the old Aunt Viv on with the rest of the cast and she met the new Aunt Viv. And apparently they had never met for the um, ever before. Um, and it was just all love on the set. And you just see, you know, you know, that relationship mended and it was it was really touching. They had, you know they they played a whole um uh uh montage for uncle phil that was very touching everyone cried but you know he he's doing his thing i love bad boys too love bad boys too that's one of the movies where if it's on i'm gonna watch it period independence day is another one i love um i think that independence day could walk so that we so that way all these different alien movies that we have now can run and Independence Day is also one of those movies where I'm saying, you know, I always say practical effects. I love practical effects in a movie. When you put too much CGI, and especially if it looks fake, it takes me out of the movie. That's probably one of the few things that I would say that I don't like about New Hollywood today. I love the fact that they used to build sets back in the day. I love the fact that, you know, they had real explosions and real things going on obviously within the safety precautions of everyone on set but i love that you know sometimes uh you can feel the intensity through a movie from a real explosion versus a fake explosion it just doesn't it doesn't fit the same um love independence day love pursuit of happiness you know he had his son jaden smith in there one of my favorite movies you know it's one of the constant reminders that I keep to myself to just you know pursue my own happiness and even though you go through trials and tribulations you can definitely find you know your happiness at the end as long as you just keep going so I love that movie Hitch is another favorite of mine super funny love it love it love it Men in Black is a classic you know love the ride in Universal in Orlando love love Men in Black you know spawn a big franchise out of that and um you know there's there's a story online that will smith actually talked about i don't know what movie he took instead of so he apparently was a, approached first to be in the matrix and he talked about the pitch meeting and he said it didn't make any sense to him and he was just like I, th I think he had just did independence day or he had just did something something other than you know some other sci-fi movie he was just kind of like nah i'm not really feeling this so yeah, i think he said he went and did wild wild west <laughs> and then they gave the role to um uh um why can i i'm, I'm blinking oh my god um Keanu Reeves yeah they gave the role to Keanu Reeves and he became the Neo that we all know and love today and he respects Keanu Reeves for that role he said that was perfect for him which I definitely agree but can you imagine Will Smith in the Matrix that's crazy <laughs> and then obviously last but not least uh one of my other favorite movies is Aladdin I think that he did an amazing job as Genie I remember when they casted him one of the biggest things was the fact that 
he was always going to be compared to Robin Williams as Genie, and I definitely feel like there's room for both of them. The portrayals of Genie are both amazing and also separate, and I feel like Will Smith paid homage to Robin Williams without trying to copy him and sort of did his own thing. And I definitely feel like one of the biggest things that he needed to do to sell the audience of him being genie was, you know, the song of a friend like me. And I remember watching it in the theaters and it was like, everyone was just waiting, you know, genie has showed up. And then when the, when the song has started, everyone was like, all right, here it goes. If this song sucks, I, I don't know what to tell you is he ain't my genie. But then at the end of it, people clapped. I think that was one of the few songs people actually clapped on. Um, I think they clapped a little bit on Prince Ali, but they clapped on a uh, friend like me. And that was the one everyone was like, yeah. And then I've, coming out of the movie, people had problems with, you know, Jafar. But I didn't really hear anything bad about Will Smith playing Genie. So he definitely did exactly what he needed to do. And uh, I love that movie as well. I love it. But anyways, you know, def go check out King Richard. It is available on HBO Max and as well as theaters. If you want to go see it in theaters, I wish I actually would have saw it in theaters. But I watched it at home on HBO Max. I know, I know. I said I wanted to try to see as movies as I can in theaters. But it's the holiday season. There's a lot of stuff going on. I do have a, a few of the movies that I want to go check out in theaters. So I would make sure to go check those out as well. But there you guys have it. Thank you for checking out the Movie Bugle podcast. Be sure to check me out on my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle. You can also check me out on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.